0: This is Come and See from St. Andrew's Anglican Church for Sunday, March 13th, 2016. The Gospel is taken from the book of John, chapter 12, verses 1 through 8. The message is by Father Ron Baird. Today's Gospel lesson, we have this really odd story um, that. doesn't make a lot of sense if, if you really look at what's happening on the surface of things. And it takes a little bit of background. Jesus has just um, raised Lazarus from the dead. That was what happened immediately preceding this passage. And so apparently they invited him home for dinner um, because they're all back at Lazarus's house. And in those days when you would uh, go to dinner, they didn't have tables with chairs like we do. They would recline and lean on one arm and then eat off of the table with, with the other. And so, although they usually lean to the left, I think. But And the other thing they did was before you would enter a house, you would always take off your shoes and have your feet washed as well as your hands. And so Jesus is at the table along with Lazarus and the other disciples who are there with him. And Mary and Martha, who are Lazarus' sisters, are there. And Martha's doing what Martha usually do does. She's doing stuff because she can't stand still. She's a type A personality, I guess. But she, you know, she cooks, she cleans, she does all this kind of stuff. Mary, on the other hand, is more contemplative. Um, she really um, wants to learn more about this Jesus and more about the things that he's saying. And typically is often found sitting at his feet. There's a great story of Martha complaining to Jesus about the fact that Mary isn't helping her with the dishes um, that we always hear about. And so in this story, Mary does something very, very odd. She comes in with an alabaster um, um, vial that is full of nard, which is a perfume. Now, that's, this is very expensive stuff. Alabaster in and of itself is, is rare in, in the Middle East. And the talent that it would take to carve it out, you know, to chisel it out, and, and to make it hollow so that you could put something into it would take a lot of labor. And so the, the, the vial itself is very expensive. But then on top of that, it's filled with nard. Now, nard is a, um, um, a perfume-type thing. It's an anointment that comes only from the resin of a flower found in the Himalayas. Now, I don't know if you know much about geography, but the Himalayas are a long way from Israel. Um, It wouldn't be that easy to get it there. And so it's very, very expensive. As a matter of fact, we hear later from Judas Iscariot that it could have been sold for 300 denarii. Now, that's essentially one year's salary, um, which in today's terms in America would be like $50,000 on average. That's a really expensive perfume, wouldn't you say? And so Mary then comes, and um, we don't hear it in this passage, but in synoptics we hear about it. She breaks the top of the jar off and pours it on Jesus' feet. Now, so the vial the, the vial's destroyed. It can't be used again. Um, so, and on top of that, she's pouring this very expensive perfume, which I imagine at $50,000 for a bottle of it, it probably goes a long way. A little goes a long way. And in fact, we know that's true because it says, "...the fragrance filled the house." I'll bet it did. And she pours it all over his feet, and then she does something even more shocking. She takes her hair to wipe his feet. But not only does she do that, but she is crying while she is doing it. So her tears are also soaking his feet. Now, why is that surprising? What's surprising, in part, because the only time that you would anoint someone's feet like that is when they are being buried, um, because they would anoint the entire body to help keep the skin um, preserved for a while, and so that it, and they would usually use very expensive uh, perfumes and things and spices so that it would cover up the smell um, that would come from it. And so, for her to anoint his feet makes no sense. Now, to to Judas. Um, He's not happy about this at all, because he sees it as extravagant. Why in the world would you take a fifty-thousand-dollar bottle of perfume and have somebody anoint your feet with it? I mean, we blame Creflo Dollar when he wants a new um, jet, which he did get. Somebody told me, by the way. Um, but you know, we've seen extravagant evangelists who spend lots of money on on gold-plated faucets and things like that. And so, for Judas, that's exactly what's going on. Jesus has gone over the edge. You know, he, he, It's being wasteful in, in, in the most extravagant and, and sinful kinds of ways to Judas. And so he, he's complaining. But he's not complaining just because of that. Um, he's also expressing the discomfort that all of the disciples are feeling at this moment. Um, because one of the things that Mary's done is when she wipes his feet with her hair, that would be embarrassing to us today, wouldn't it? I mean, can you imagine if, if somebody went along and said, You know, here, I want to wash your feet with my hair? We'd be going, Oh, thanks, but you know, I'm good. <laughs> I gave it the office. and I mean, we wouldn't want to do that. It would be terribly embarrassing. But in those days, it was even more so. You've heard me talk before about that to um, a woman to expose her hair w- was scandalous. in in those days in Israel. Much like in the Muslim world it still would be. Women only expose their hair in that way and let their hair down in the bedroom with their husband. Nobody else got to see that. I mean, it would be, as I mentioned before, the equivalent of us having a dinner party and, and, and the wife comes out topless. In the middle, I mean, it, it, and so you can imagine all the disciples are going, over, uh, <laughs> trying to figure out what do we do now? I mean, this is embarrassing. You know, and only is she exposed her hair, but she's rubbing it all over his feet. But I mean, how could she do this? This is horrible. And Jesus' response to Judas, I suspect, did not make anybody feel any better. Because he said, you know, she did this to prepare for my burial. You know, you'll always have the poor with you, but you won't always have me. Yeah, you think that satisfied Judas any? What's this stuff about? You know, you'll always have the poor with you. It sort of sounds like he says, "I'm more important than they are," and in one sense, that is what.